Last year, I had the opportunity to list my Montecito guest house on Airbnb. This was part of a special project that Airbnb spearheaded to build connection and to make the world feel a little less lonely. It was such a pleasure to get to know my Airbnb guests over dinner and share my home with them so that they could rest and recharge on their trip. But typically, the beauty of hosting on Airbnb is that while you're away, someone else can get as much joy from your home as you do. Being a host on Airbnb is great for those who travel frequently, have extra space, or own a seasonal home. If you've stayed at an Airbnb, you know the unique experience it offers. And now you can share that same experience with others in addition to earning additional income on the side. To learn more about hosting on Airbnb, head to airbnb.com slash host. When you are pioneering anything or introducing new ideas to the culture, you get criticized. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about that? <laughs> I didn't find the one. I found someone I respected and we made it the one. In the sort of longing kind of view of love, people understand each other as if by magic. Nothing in itself is addictive on the one hand. On the other hand, everything could be addictive if there's an emptiness in that person that needs to be filled. I now know that nobody changes until they change their energy. And when you change your energy, you change your life. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. This is the Goop Podcast, bringing together thought leaders, culture changers, creatives, founders and CEOs, scientists, doctors, healers and seekers, here to start conversations. Because simply asking questions and listening has the power to change the way we see the world. Here we go. For our first episode of 2021, we thought we'd kick it off with something a little bit different. So today, I will not be joined by a guest, and instead, I'll do a lightning round of Ask Me Anything. These questions were submitted for me by a handful of our listeners and readers, and I want to thank you all for sending them in. If you would like to send in a question for our next round, you can do so through Goop's Instagram. Next week, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Let's dive in. Renee asks, what's your favorite meal to cook when it's just you and Brad? Well, it's funny. Brad really has his favorites. I got into a habit when Brad and I were dating of making him breakfast on Saturday morning. And it became kind of our tradition because that was a morning where none of the kids were in the house, usually. And so that's where I got more exploratory with my repertoire. And I've made him literally all kinds of breakfast from all over the world. But for dinner, he really loves the seafood paella that's in my first book, My Father's Daughter which I love to make too, is very easy. And you can kind of substitute any seafood or fish. You just need to have good bomba rice and some really good fish stock. And he also really likes a steak. So I make him quite often, there's a chef out here in LA, Ludo Lefebvre, and he has a beautiful steak au poivre recipe. So I will often make him that with French fries, homemade French fries. Natalie asks, are there any new habits or routines you've picked up during lockdown that you hope to take with you once we're out of this mess? (laughs) Oh, Natalie, 
That is a very kind way to describe 2020. You know, I have really loved how much my life has slowed down in terms of travel. And I've loved being a homebody. It's not to say that my work has been any less necessarily, but I have really loved home being the center of my world and these long lingering dinners that I've been having with all the kids. And I really hope to carry that forward. I would also love to carry forward not setting an alarm in the morning, which I haven't done, you know, I've barely done throughout quarantine and just gone to bed pretty early and let the body wake up naturally when it's ready. And I I feel so much better as opposed to burning the candle at both ends and setting an alarm super early in the morning. Jeanette asks, what is a product that Goop hasn't yet tackled that you're interested in producing? Wow. There are a lot of products that I would actually love to make. I really am interested in developing clean, great hair care for damaged, color-treated, or dry hair. Most of the products that work are filled with silicones and parabens and all kinds of things. And I would really love to find or to develop something that was a clean, a really clean product for hair that was reparative and restorative. Kado asks, what do you do when you don't feel motivated? (laughs) Well, I Sometimes I feel like this year I've surprised myself with how little I've been motivated certain days of the year. And I think that's been the downside of working from home and being in front of a screen all day. I think there is a monotony there and kind of a difficult thing that happens to the eyes and the brain when you're staring at a screen all day. And I find you know, that when you're out working in the in the real world, you get up, you walk from office to office, or you go get a coffee or something. And even that breathing and that kind of infusion of energy makes me feel motivated again. So I've been trying to be aware of when I'm not motivated, close my computer. I even, because I'm working from home these days, sometimes will go lie down for 15 minutes on my bed in the middle of the day and breathe. I like to walk. And when I really take the pressure off myself, I find I feel more creative again and more motivated. I, When I can kind of mentally extract myself from the rat race of worrying about all of the things that I have to worry about, and I kind of get into my parasympathetic nervous system, then I feel inspiration come and creativity and motivation come. Last year, I had the opportunity to list my Montecito guest house on Airbnb. This was part of a special project that Airbnb spearheaded to build connection and to make the world feel a little less lonely. It was such a pleasure to get to know my Airbnb guests over dinner and share my home with them so that they could rest and recharge on their trip. But typically, the beauty of hosting on Airbnb is that while you're away, someone else can get as much joy from your home as you do. Being a host on Airbnb is great for those who travel frequently, have extra space, or own a seasonal home. If you've stayed at an Airbnb, you know the unique experience it offers. And now you can share that same experience with others in addition to earning additional income on the side. 
To learn more about hosting on Airbnb, head to airbnb.com slash host. Kyla asks, is there a piece of advice that you turn to all the time, maybe from a mentor? I think the most powerful little bit of wisdom that I return to over and over again is how important it is to be in integrity with yourself, how important it is to really listen to your own inner voice and truth and how to act from that place. I observe that when I don't do that or I haven't done that in the past, it's a breeding ground for toxicity. And if your word and your deed are really close together, you are who you say you are, and you're coming from that place of honesty, life is so much easier than if you don't. Martha asks, have you watched any movies recently that took your breath away? You know, Martha, I, I've been so bad with movies. I feel like I haven't, which is so strange considering how much we've been at home, but I feel like I have not watched a movie in ages. I've been watching more TV shows. I will say, I, I think that that show, Normal People, that really took my breath away. I really loved that show. And it took me to another time in life and another place. And I thought it was really beautiful. And I really recommend it. Courtney asks, what does your perfect night in look like? My perfect night in, <laughs> my right-hand man, Kevin, is making some blue innuendos in the corner. My perfect night in is really just having a minute with Brad to my husband, Brad, to eat a great meal and just feel the energy of a quiet house. Pretty simple. I like to make dinner and really have a minute to put down all the other responsibilities that I carry all the time. So good food, a nice cocktail or a bottle of wine, and my husband. Toya asks, could you tell us about a time that you messed something up, but it turned out for the better? What's so incredible about all mistakes is that they're always predetermined to happen on some, I believe, some universal level. And they're always there for our soul's purpose of making a correction. So I think every time I've messed up, it's turned out for the better. Whether it's a mistake with parenting or work or, you know, if, for example, if you make a mistake with parenting, I had was talking to a friend the other day who really was regretting something that she had said as a parent. And, you know, I, I feel that all parents feel that way sometimes. But in a way, if you think about it, like your children choose you and they choose your flaws to overcome the things that they need to overcome in this lifetime. And that everything that you see as a mistake is really just giving them a little obstacle or a tool that they need to use to overcome something, then I think you end up being a little bit more forgiving on yourself. It's not that we shouldn't try to always be the best that we can, but when we can't, when we make a mistake, when we hurt someone, when we do something that we regret, 
I think it's more important to fully embrace it and understand that you've done it for a reason and it's a gift to the other person. Jenny asks, if you only had $100 to get a Goop product, what would you buy? I would buy five lip balms (laughs) and I would keep some and pass some out to my friends. Chloe asks, what are some of your favorite spots in London? Well, I feel like I'm a little bit out of touch because I haven't been to London in a while, obviously because of COVID, and I haven't lived there in even longer. And I think, you know, my all my best recommendations come from when you really know a place like the back of your hand. But I love Primrose Hill in London. I love walking through that park at night. It has all of these beautiful lanterns and they light up and there's a beautiful hill and it's a very romantic place to go and walk in the evening. I love the River Cafe. It is one of the classic old haunts of London. It's a little bit on the west side and it's just the most, some of the most incredible food. Uh, Probably all my, my favorite places, you know, they have a lot to do with nostalgia like China Tang in the basement of the Dorchester Hotel that has the best wallpaper in the city. And we used to go there all the time with the kids and have vegetarian spring rolls and scallion pancakes and Peking duck and everything. And it's a very warm memory for me, I would say. Chantal asks, is there a wellness habit you picked up but it never caught on for you? Oh my gosh, so many. I'm trying to think about, I feel like there are a lot of things that I kind of have picked up and tried and then never quite become part of my daily practice. I I will tell you that I wish that I did oil pulling every morning, that Ayurvedic practice of holding raw coconut oil or some other kind of oil in your mouth in the morning. I think it's really cool. And I don't know if it works, but I, I like it. And I just, I, I can't, I just don't, I don't know why it it never sticks. There, there are a few like that, but that's definitely one. Jamie asks, have you created any routine or rules around your screen time? Oh my gosh. I will say on the weekends now, I try to be on the computer a lot less because during the week, it's very hard to limit screen time and make rules when you're, you know, you're working basically from home and from a computer. Sometimes I will ask if I can do a good old fashioned phone call with someone instead of a Zoom if my eyes are feeling really tired. But I'll tell you, I have had to start wearing readers during this all the Zoom quarantine time. And and it's really affected my eyesight. So very important question and important to build in time with no screens. I I try not to also get back on my computer after dinner. That is one thing that I've been doing, which I used to kind of get on again at the end of the end of the evening. and, And now I'm trying not to do that at all. Patrick asks, what's something about yourself that you thought was ordinary until someone pointed out that it was extraordinary, like a talent, skill or sixth sense? That is a question I've never been asked before. Well, My ex-husband actually pointed out that if I'm kind of in a quiet room and start singing a song, I'm usually singing it in the actual key that the song is in, which I did not know. And it turned out to be kind of true. And my husband now, he pointed out to me that I 
am loving in a very particular way. So the people that are in my life feel loved in a way that is very specific and that he thinks is a positive, a positive way. <laughs> so I will, I will say those too. Nina asks, any advice for moms launching a new business? Nina, I would just make sure that you are absolutely so passionate about what it is that you're doing that you can't not do it. I have a really good friend. She has five kids and she recently started a business, a clothing business. She couldn't get it out of her head. And it was amazing to watch her follow that passion. So inspiring. So If you are super passionate, I would say absolutely go for it and just learn. Make sure you learn everything that you think you need to know before you start. So again, going back to my friend, she asked so many questions and did so much research and wasn't shy about asking questions about the things she didn't know about. And same with me. I mean, I'm a mom who started a business and I had to learn so much on the job and learn so much by failing on the job. So just make sure you equip yourself with as much knowledge as possible. Annie asks, what's your quarantine routine on a work day? I usually wake up naturally at about seven. And then my husband, Brad, and I meditate for 20 minutes. And then we have kind of our coffee time and email time. And then the kids get up. And then usually there's some kind of breakfast that I make for my son and then I try to exercise most mornings, walk or do yoga in the corner of the house, something like that. And then I get to work. And then I either order lunch or throw together some kind of a chopped salad, work again, and then a nice early dinner and early to bed. Lisa asks, when is the new Goop Lab coming to Netflix? This is a great question. We'll see because we're just about to start filming it in February and it got pushed because of COVID. Last question, Celeste asks, do you practice intermittent fasting? The interesting thing about this, Celeste, is that I have always practiced intermittent fasting without knowing that I was doing it or knowing that it was a thing because I am not a breakfast person. I never eat breakfast in the morning and I like to eat dinner early, so I have always been a person who tries to eat before 7, 7.30, especially <laughs> since I've had kids. I guess when I was young and cool, I used to have dinner at 8.30, but not anymore. And then I really don't eat till lunchtime. Maybe sometimes around 11 or 11.30, I'll have a smoothie or I'll have some cashews or like a light snack. But I'm usually, it usually winds up that I'm, intermittent fasting for quite some time. That's a wrap on today's episode. If you have a second, please rate, review, and hit subscribe if you haven't already. Don't forget to share the Goop podcast with a friend. And in the meantime, for more, you can check out goop.com slash the podcast.